Tuesday. After your holiday weekend, uh, for those who recognize what the holiday was supposed to be about. Well, the final four got down to the final two, and now we have a champion. NHL playoffs, the picture which has been mostly clear, there weren't that many uh, races necessarily this year. It wasn't exactly the drama, unless, of course, your teams like Florida, Dave, but I think if you're Florida, I mean, we're talking about a Hail Mary. Like There'd have to be a massive failure somewhere. It looks like New Jersey, I think, would be the team that's going to squeeze in the bottom of that eight. Uh, we'll talk about the Western Conference as well. Everything that happened on the weekend, we pretty much have covered. And I actually have a highlight. When the Buffalo Sabres were good. Ooh, that was a long time ago. Black and white video or what? Pretty close. Okay. You joke. But it is pretty close. Now, it's not back during the uh, you know that Stanley Cup final with the controversial Brett Hall goal. By the way, was that kicked in or was that... Is that was that a goal? No, from a Sabres fan, it was. Brett Hall's foot was in the crease. <laughs> That's what you get from them. And by the way, a tremendous impression of someone from Buffalo who's a Sabres fan. Thank tremendous. You. I've been working on it for the last five seconds. By the way, you are watching Raw Mike Richards or listening to RawMikeRichards.com. Brought to you by DKI, two thirty four King Street East in downtown Toronto out of the Pacific Junction Hotel with many magical things happening today. My favorite hotel. Yeah. Oh. Everything works in here, too. <laughs> it's tremendous. Guests of Mike Richards in the morning. Ron Mike Richards, stay at the Pacific Junction Hotel. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I'm just hoping we don't have some of the technical uh, challenges uh, that I did on Thursday because i got to be honest, that didn't really reflect... The, the true meaning of the long Easter weekend. Mm. I think the snapping was uh, not what we were looking for. So hopefully today, with some interesting uh, stick handling with the technical work, uh, we won't have that. I also have a little surprise uh, a video from our very good friend Lisa Varga, Dave. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah. Do you ever come across those things where it says, this person on Facebook now, live? Do you ever... Do you ever you probably don't. Do you, no, I don't even have. Yeah, because you know Facebook. Yeah, but but Rusty, you've seen that, right? You've seen when people go live and he's like, uh, "Check out uh, Russell Graham, who's live now." Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I, I never go to them. Like it's like Russell Graham is on now live. I'm like, I'm not watching. What what do I what am I going to see? A guy dressed up like one of the Star Wars people. True. Wrestling with a friend who's dressed up like Batman, and I really. Got to be honest, I'm uh, on the long uh, weekend, the, the Easter weekend, the resurrection weekend. <laughs> that <laughs> It's not really capturing what I want to see. But then I saw that Lisa Varga said live now because very she does so many projects, our good friend. And as you know, she was in Homeland. She's been in a bunch of movies. And she spends a lot of time now, Dave, producing. Hmm. Producing. So maybe we'll go that uh, to, to that off the top. So she was doing some sort of background thing. She does a lot of stuff with athletes, uh, including a lot of workout stuff for obvious reasons. When you see Lisa Varga, you realize this is someone who works out. She's out of South Bend, Indiana, but she works a lot of times out of L.A. She's all over the country producing different kinds of videos. So when I saw Lisa Varga live now, something told me that I better want to watch. And then it also occurred to me that if you type something in, they can see that you're watching 
and they can read what you have said. So for my treat, for Resurrection Weekend, I was uh, enchanted by our very own angel, Lisa Varga. The scenes, we haven't started the show yet, but I am at World Gym. I don't know if that's backwards or not. Um, anyway, here's, uh, here's a little preview of our little set we got going on. So she's going to do... Uh, you know, some sort of production with the World Gym. We have got a special appearance by Power Plate today. Power Plate, something that she's sponsored by, of course. So I'm watching that. Here's uh, our fun little cameras we have. I continue to watch. Lights, camera, action. <gasps> Mike Richards. Hi, Mike Richards. How are you? I see you. Oh, my gosh. You should be here. Um, I need to come to Canada soon. Uh, David Sears is watching. Oh, oh, oh David. Oh, Dave. Dave. She should come to Canada soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Canada. 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 So it continues on. And so I think. Now we haven't started. So I type in, should I be doing this? Because all of a sudden, she doesn't know if I have pants on. She doesn't know what's going on. With a softball league. It's called GS. L. And you guys, uh, you can I continue watch to watch as you know. The scenes here the whole entire time. I'm just going to set my phone up in the back somewhere. But if you want to watch the show, so beautiful. You need to go to so perfect. Softball. I put a link uh, included in this little live. So this isn't the actual video. This is the background um, stuff. So go to GSL Softball. That's where you're going to actually see all of the fancy camera work. Mine's just from my phone behind the scenes, and you may not be able to hear me as well. So definitely go to GSL Softball to watch the live feed. Um, who else do we have here? Courtney, Mike, uh, Mike Richards. Wow, this is weird. Should I be doing this? I, yes, you should be doing this. Totally legit. Everybody's got their clothes on, Mike. Don't worry. We're at a gym. We're going to be working out. This is legit. This isn't one of those weird little chat rooms. Um, <laughs> Gary Mester's watching. Um, Courtney. Oh, my. Did that make my weekend? Oh, how do you not love her? She's like the best person in the world, too. That's what I love. This is the great way to start the show. That's how you start it. Now, if it's up to Russell, his great way to start the show is to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. Who finally put away the Sabres the way you're supposed to. They're a pain in the ass, and they're not very good. And so last night, they looked like a team that was going to the playoffs against another team that uh, their prospects have literally have tumbleweeds in front of them. So last night, Dave, I mean, it's not really a huge game to talk about because it's a team they should beat. But uh, you had Austin Matthews. I think Marner was on the score sheet again last night, too. So the guys they need to score were, and when you play a poor team like 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 the Buffalo Sabres, thank God you put them away because you're supposed to. Yeah. The only thing that we were missing from that game last night when watching the Buffalo Sabres on the ice was the, the buzzard that goes off every three minutes so they can change a shift. <laughs> Because that's the kind of roster that was on the ice against the Leafs. So kudos to the Maple Leafs for racking up the two points. That was my favorite time. That backhanded, skate, 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 skate. Uh, that backhanded compliment brought to you by RCCN in Calgary. Rocky Cross <laughs> North, your friends. <laughs> Who don't need a buzzer. No, they don't need a every buzzer. Every three minutes because yeah. they know what yeah. they're doing. Uh, you can show that picture. Did you, did you actually flash your picture? Did the picture go on already? There it is. There we go. Look at that. Somewhere, my love. Oh, yes. Yeah, they so weren't doing that on Saturday, were yeah. they? No, no, I don't think they no. were. No, 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 they weren't. No. Mm. What happened on Saturday? The, the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And so here's the thing. There was a time. So when they 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 come into the league, what was it? That, that was the sixty. Was that were was they it that 60, late? Was it sixty nine with the yeah. Islanders and say the Sabers and some of the Flyers? I'm, I'm trying to, to remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a long time ago. Yeah. But at some point, and they used to play at a very magical place called the Odd, where the where the goal crease were painted uh, gold. It there was a lot of interesting things about. They had the infamous uh, the fog game. Right, yep. where they had to skate around to get rid of the fog. Well, skate faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but they had some of the most exciting players of its time in the seventies. Yes, they had. Uh, they had uh, Gilles Gilbert, or sorry, um, Perot. Uh, Gilles, Gilles Perot. They had. Uh, well, it was the French Connection. Yeah, the French Connection, and everyone wanted to see them because you realize when they first came into the league. Now I don't know if it was Ted Darling. But they would say they would say Perrault. Perrault. Really? Hey? As in Perrault. Oof. Oof. <laughs> you know. Oof. So Rene Robert. Yep. Uh, th- this was a very uh, amazing time, including a veteran goaltender, Roger Crozier. Sabres joined the league in 1970-71 with oh. the Vancouver Canucks. See, that died... Trivia, I would not know. Yeah, I would not know. That's why I had to look it up. Yeah, so. you had to look it up. So let's go back to a time when there was excitement Who's around your, this Sabres team. So who was your favorite Sabre in the 70s and 80s? Do you have a favorite Sabre? Was it Don Edwards? No, no, no. no. Don Edwards, I used to – no, I used to think – Bob Solvay? No, no, it wasn't Bob Solvay. Because okay. Don Edwards' glove looked like, you know, when he opened it up, half the net disappeared. Yeah, I was sure that 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 glove couldn't. It 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 was the excitement of like when when uh, uh, Gilbert Perot would do that half circle thing at mm-hmm. center ice and pick up speed. That there was really nothing like it. Like I mean, of the players of true excitement. If I'm going back to the '70s, from what I remember as a kid, Gilbert Perot was one of them. Guy Lafleur obviously was there. Gila uh, Fleur with the hair, the hairs, because yeah. the hair's flying back, oh, and yeah. as a guy Le- can move, and as a Leaf fan, it was some bad's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> like something bad will happen. Uh, and to that degree, Cornway when he'd go f- streaking down the yep. wing, um, other guys, Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr's got the puck behind his own goal, and you're like, crap, yeah, because <sighs> that's how it was. You could there, we could show you hours of Bobby or rushes because that kind of puck moving defenseman, as we've kind of grown to call that, just really didn't exist, Dave. Like if you were a defenseman, you were one of those hardcore guys who would put guys through the boards. You you were defensively accountable. You cleared in front of your net, and no one got by you. Sometimes you were known for like a great hip check, but basically the broken nose, big stud guy that people didn't get by you you weren't called upon to go okay can you rush the whole ice and now score goals too it just wasn't done and so when when you had the advent of of you know uh bobby Orr going up and down the, everyone wanted to do that like it changed and this is this is what i say all the time dave when you start getting into arguments about who belongs in a hall of fame mm-hmm. it's guys who changed the way the game was played and sometimes it's by position and and almost by example Par exemple, I believe, as they say in French, Dave, mm. it was Bobby Orr. Yeah, very Bobby much. Orr. Maybe, maybe the biggest game changer in the history of the game. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So let's go back to a time of excitement, time of 
happiness in Buffalo, which sometimes isn't common. But boy, I'll tell you, the uh, the Sabres of the 70s were all that, and the French Connection led the way. And I, I kind of forgot, but of course, during this time when they actually make the playoffs for the first time, a goaltender by the name of Roger Crozier. A standing ovation greets the Buffalo Sabres as they take the ice for the... As you can see, it was a while ago. The home crowd hopes to inspire the Sabres. A victory tonight will earn them fourth place and entry into the East Division playoffs. Gil Perrault is Buffalo's top point. Gil. And the key to their playoff drive. Rennie Robert's 39 goals leads the team in that department, and the goaltending chore is in the hands of veteran Roger Crozier. He was 87. The St. Louis Blues have their playoff berth with a fourth-place finish in the West. Look at the mustache on Gary Unger. Gary Sabrin and company can ruin the Sabres' fine season with a win tonight. And they're going all out with their number one goalie, Jacques Carroll, guarding the net. Uh, I don't remember that name. I don't recall that name at all. Lee Detroit by a single point with the wings. So we're going all out with a goaltender we can't remember. The 72-73 season, the biggest game in Buffalo's three-year history. And Roger Crozier is well prepared in goal. Get a little of that groovy music, too. No sports television. This is what you got, these, these films. Here are two players taking a face-off. They don't like each other. The Blues' Floyd Thompson headmans a pass to Wayne Merrick. Merrick races in, shoots, and scores. No. As you can tell, that might be canned sound. You think so? <sighs> hmm. But that uh, those were the days. So let's actually go to what the current situation is, as, as uh, that previous... Uh, Let's see if I can get the sound to work on this. Here we go. This is very magical today. Let's take a look at the uh, Eastern Conference standings, including the wild card as it stands, stands today. And, of course, there hasn't been a lot of movement because it's been decided nope. since, oh, what, October the 5th, I believe. Somewhere around there, yeah. Se seemingly. Uh, but there is the possibility, I suppose, I guess if, you, if you're very hopeful, if you like Florida, if you're a Panther fan. But, uh, honestly, I think what you're seeing right now is what you're going to get, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Panthers are five points out of that final playoff spot with New Jersey. Uh, if the standings uh, were to freeze today, it would be Boston, New Jersey, Washington, Philadelphia as your first versus wild card matchups. Toronto, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Columbus in your two threes in either divisions. Uh, of note, of note, Boston, Tampa Bay play tonight. Play tonight. So... That could mean a lot in the standings as the two teams are separated by two points. And for the Leafs, it really doesn't matter. No. No, they're locked into third. So you're getting uh, not a nice surprise party. No. In fact, no surprise at all. Sort of like Holiday Inn. The best surprise is no surprise. It's almost like uh, door number one, you, you open the door and you get punched in the face. Yeah. Door number two, you get a roundhouse to the head. I thought you were say kicked in the nuts, but, but well, I, you, you, you've gone the high road. I see. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the, this. I thought, I thought I'd keep it uh, uh, upper body injury. This is uh, <laughs> not DJ style. No, no. This is married uh, David yes, Bastel. That's right. I see that. That's right. Considering your daughters, yes, watch the show and sometimes. Boy, boy, they must have. I think Mrs. Bastel may not have enjoyed <laughs> Thursday's show for the girls. <laughs> they learned some new words. Uh, the Western Conference. 
you know, I, again, not not a ton of movement, Dave. Um, but something tells me if you're going to see, I don't know how, how many upsets you get in the Eastern Conference. But the West is like a circus on wheels. You just really never know what's going to happen. But currently right now, as we take a look at the Western Conference, uh, it's pre- is it set in stone? It's not set in stone from the perspective of uh, Pacific Division and wild cards. Right now, as it stands, we know for sure it will be the Winnipeg Jets and Minnesota Wild in the first round. We know for sure that Nashville is the number one team in the conference. So right now they would play the eight, which is Colorado, which is a pretty good matchup for uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators, because I think everybody would like to play Colorado if given the opportunity. The big question mark for me is this, the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks would open against the Vegas Golden Knights. They will beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round if that is the matchup. Now, if you're Anaheim, that's where you want to stay, because if they keep on uh, you know, increasing in points and the standings and so forth because they're only a point behind the Los Angeles Kings who hold third place in the Pacific. If they pass the Kings, they would open against the Sharks. And I don't think you want to open up against the San Jose Sharks if you're the Ducks or the Kings. So there might be a lot of intentional pretend kind of losing yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is really intentional, but... Nobody will ever come out and say that because you don't want to do that. Uh, in today's matchup, and it's a really interesting one, how the schedule makers are are, are really good about these sort of things. Uh, or I shouldn't say today's matchup. Tomorrow, I was looking ahead, is a, a pretty critical game on April the 5th between the uh, – where is it here? I'm trying to look for it. The uh, the ducks the ducks oh, played played I think it was the ducks and the kings I'm trying to figure it out where it was but but nonetheless you're, you're you want to stay where you are where Anaheim you but the thing is you don't want to you don't want to move too far down either because you don't want to open against the predators you want to stay right at that seven see, see, to this face is the, Vegas Golden Knights this is the conversation you have every year when it comes to the Western Conference the East you start xing it out like you used to be able to do in March Madness and now you can't. But it, it, it's like, okay, well, this team's going to be... Like, those those wild card games in the East, generally, you can throw them away. Like, whatever whatever those two that get in, you almost you march them right out the door. I'd be careful with that in the Western Conference. Yep. Like, years of, of teams underachieving and getting the 7 and 8 spot, and all of a sudden, they're the team you don't want to play. Okay. Happens all the time in the West. Yep, certainly does. Uh, we've seen the Kings win from the 8 spot, a Stanley Cup. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those situations where you're playing against a very inexperienced Vegas team that has severely overachieved this year. And I think Cinderella is, is looking at the clock right now, and it says 11.50. So you know what happens at 12 midnight, don't yeah. you? Right, Pumpkin? That's you. Yeah. You, Pumpkin. Well, actually. You with the fancy haircut. Maybe. Yeah, he's got a new haircut, and I know why, because he's going to be all bragging in a couple of seconds here. Mm. Uh, the fact is that we did have uh, uh, our March uh, uh, Madness, our, our, our tourney challenge. Yep. Um, and we're going to do the same thing with hockey, correct? Uh, yes. Ted the Viking. Ted is- the Viking is actually going to join us tomorrow with a very, very special guest. Okay. Oh, with a special guest. We're not going to tell you what the special guest oh. is. Oh. I know. Is By it, the way. Is it Lisa Varga? No, she's not coming yeah. up to Canada just yet. Is it Vicky, your sister-in-law? No, she's remaining in Canada just a couple streets down, but no, she's she's not. You had to say a couple of streets down, didn't yeah, you, Dave? Yeah, I know, I know. 
It, it literally is, now, though. <laughs> things are tough in my world all of a sudden. Concentration. <laughs> Concentrate. But, yeah, so something very special, and it will be regarding also our particular – we're having a, uh, a playoff pool as well. That's right. Where there's actually – there could be money involved. Which... Uh, 500 bucks. Okay, we're, we're stepping it up now. It is. I yeah. challenge any other video podcast out there, television show, daily television show, that has a $500 pool. Yeah, we're kicking it up, yo. I don't know why I said that. No, it sounds legit, <laughs> I was though. just thinking about stuff. Looks like a commercial. Yeah. Well, when it came to our stylish uh, attorney for March Madness, all right, it was very dramatic. And at the end of the day, the winner, let's show it. Russell Graham is the R. winner. Graham. Yeah. Well done. Unbelievable. Russell, let me ask you something. You, uh, you're the winner of the NCAA March Madness bracket. It is a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. Do you even know what uh, conference it? Yeah, what does NCAA stand for? Do you know what conference? Do you know the coaches of Villanova? Do you know? Do you know? I know next to nothing about NCAA <laughs> yeah. basketball. This is what happens. This is what happens. Then the right guy won. And yeah, because I look at all those names, and I'm like, and, and they have these weird percentages, like 98 percent. Almost eight of those guys in front of, because I'm I'm at the bottom. I'm in tenth. Some of them had like 40 points in a round out of like 200. 60. So I'm like, how, because if you get Villanova right, if you pick Villanova, it's worth almost half of the entire tournament. Bingo. Picking so, the winner. So people were like uh, 10 out of uh, 70. And I'm like, boy, I can't even see these people. And at the end, I'm 10. Because I had Virginia. <laughs> I had Virginia. Those those three in the pink that you see there, just to put it back up there, that's kind of how the in the last several weeks how it looked. Yeah. The, the ESPN guy, Ted the Viking got in there, yep, and myself. Was. Well, As you can see, that's a, a tremendous excitement. And, and Russell, what do you plan to do with uh, with that victory? There is no money, of course. So. Uh, I'm gonna use it as bragging rights until next year's <laughs> tournament. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, dude brags a lot too. That's how you do it. Yep, 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 uh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, so we're gonna do the same thing except actual money. Yeah, we will announce it tomorrow on the show. Here's the thing, too. Um, there are certain players that I think have the reputation of showing up postseason mm -hmm. and then there are others okay where's this music coming from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right guys <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know where that's coming from <laughs> you're simply the worst dun, dun, dun. what is that because that is going to cause problems for everything else that I do all right, so now as I... Wow. This is the kind of... Uh... It makes you want to break stuff. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> okay, there is... Uh... Okay, let's go back to... Uh, here you are. Here you are. Got it. Nailed it. My God, I've had uh, just some tremendous fun with the uh, computer here in the last uh, couple of days. 
on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Uh, this was uh, for uh, a certain sect of of uh, uh, Christian churches. Yep. This was uh, the weekend. The, the the resurrection weekend. This is was, was their Easter, and you are Catholic. Therefore, this was a this was Easter weekend for you. Yep. Went to church on Friday. You went to church on Friday because I wasn't able to on Sunday, unfortunately, because I was working the whole day, and Saturday was uh, even longer. And then you have another one coming uh, up. Coming uh, up on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Greek uh, Greek Easter. This uh, Orthodox Easter is on uh, Sunday. So uh, yeah, lots going on. Like there's two holidays that I can see that I wouldn't hate if one were followed by the other. Mm-hmm. I think Christmas comes to mind. Yeah. Presents and laughing, drinks and songs. Um, by, by nature, this, this uh, event, a little heavier. You know, the, the, the crucifixion, for instance, not a lot of laughs. No, not a, no. Not a lot of good stuff there. No, the resurrection, three days later, a lot... I mean, something to to really, as a Christian person, that's that's very exciting. Yep. But it doesn't really lend itself to, well, let's have some drinks. Let's sing some songs. Oh, he's back again. He is Jesus. Like, stuff like that. It doesn't, you don't really have that. But you do have great movies. Did you, did, who saw Ben-Hur? Ben-Hur is always come, comes on this time of year. Uh, Ten Commandments. The, the greatest story ever told. Max von Sydow as Jesus. That was an interesting, always interesting casting I find in some of these biblical movies. But what I thought was interesting is there's a there's a sports one that, that is out there now, which uh, I, I hadn't seen before. I think it was on CTV. Uh, this was um, this was about Tim Tebow, believe it or not, hmm. and they somehow have tied it into Easter. Easter, here we go. It's the passion of the Tebow on CTV three. And the great city of Denver wept with fear and despair. As the great drought of bad teams continued, they searched for a savior. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, Tim Tebow here. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'd like to read from the Bible. Starring Norm McDonald as Tim Tebow. Hey, uh, hey uh, Coach, uh, Coach Fox, listen, <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, I uh, resurrected myself. Uh, I was in a cave. I don't know if you heard about the Easter. I was dead. Then I came back to life. Don't think I can't beat the Bears? <laughs> Ten points. It's uh, it's uh, Caleb Haney. God doesn't like Caleb Haney. Trust me. We we make fun of him all the time. Charlton Heston as John Fox. Behold, I give unto you the power of the forward pass. Heed my words. Let that football go. Hey, hey, coach. Yeah. No, no, I'm not, uh, not going to complete a ball. It's... And the Messiah would inspire those with great words of spirituality and forgiveness, even those on special teams. Oh, well, let's read one of my favorites, John. I mean, come on, who doesn't like John? Love to read the Bible. You know, there's a Bible's got the you know the Romans are there, and uh, and I'm there, and and uh, some hobbits, and uh, I think Gandalf was fighting the devil, and yeah, there's a there's a good part here, Romans 8:31. Uh, involved Bilbo Baggins. Uh, it's the greatest story ever told and shot totally in color. He's the mile-high messiah and people have come to love him. Now I know it calls for a pass play. Have you seen my wideouts? Oh, God, these guys are horrible. I mean, hey, hey my dad is God and, and, and he gave me Eric Decker? The Passion of the Tebow on CTV3. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pass it.
Yeah, there it is. Uh, with uh, excuses uh, or apologies with the uh, technical aspect of the show. That's fantastic. That was a nice apology too. Why does it, why why does this shit? I swear to God, could you get a cheaper board than this? Did it come? Did you eat a lot of cereal and then send in the box tops? Did you were you walking by a Max? They said, "Well, we got to get rid of something." And then you saw the soundboard. Did it come with meat? I just I've never seen shittier equipment in my whole life. I mean, you try to make do. You've got backwards, upside down, weirdo. I don't know South Korea, North Korean equipment that we're working with. That's the better you Korean know, to it's make like, fun of. Yes. Hey, do you want to? Hey, do you want to use the? Well, how about a Wong? No, I don't want a Wong. I'm not using a Wong computer. <sighs> okay, but I, I promised. I wouldn't snap. No, you were good so far. Yeah, uh, you're well watching. Done. You're watching raw, MikeRichards.com, uh, uh, or on the dedicated YouTube channel if that's how you're uh, watching us today. Now I'm afraid of absolutely everything because uh, I did have some baseball highlights uh, for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. Justin Smoke, Player of the Week, by the way. He hit a couple home runs. One was the great. Is he line? the most? Uh, Look, if Jay Wright is the most underappreciated coach in NCAA basketball, okay. because you'll talk about everybody before him, whether it's Coach K, whether it's Tom Izzo, the list goes on. Roy Williams, uh, uh, Jim Beeline probably does, uh, Jim Beheim. Jay Wright has now won two out of three. Yep. <laughs> two out of three. And as we said, Dave, in this day and age, in order to keep winning time after time, the word we used to use was dynasty. And I think we have to revisit what dynasty means. If you win two out of three, in a system which is littered with the one and dones, in order to have consistency with your program, really difficult. Jay Wright has to now all of a sudden, I think, go into that category. Uh, if we're taking a look at uh, you know what that means, you know, I think that you know for for baseball, and I guess I was getting back to uh, to smoke. He seems to be one of the more underrated. Like, does his back hurt from carrying this demon? Because he's certainly like when like, hey, it's bobblehead. Yeah, <laughs> smoke. Now we don't. We're not. Uh, we're not yeah. doing that. You no, know, uh, Smokey is uh, off to a nice start. Uh, you know what? Carried the team for the most part last season, except the last couple months where he kind of toiled off. But he'll be a streaky hitter, and right now the streak is very, very good. And there's going to be times where we sit there for one, two week stretches where Justin Smoke couldn't hit a breaking ball, but breaking ball to save his life. So, uh, you know what? Nice, uh, nice start to the year for him. Good start for the team, too. I didn't think they were going to split a four-game set with the Yankees. I, I look at that as a complete W for this team. Uh, there were some mistakes made by the Yankees, but at the end of the day, 2-2 two and two against the best team in the division lights out performance for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I think if the you're the Yankees, you're looking at – I mean, my God, they only have 2,000 more games to play, so let's not – I heard some guys on the way in talking about, well, it was really crucial, uh, you know, uh, uh, stealing home. You know, it was really crucial that, that that particular home run. I'm like, it was crucial? You've played five games. Five. I'm probably not dwelling on something that happened game number four in Major League Baseball. <laughs> True. But I think if you're the Yankees, the things you're looking at is uh, what's going on with the bullpen. You know, like, like, like smaller details that quite honestly – you know, maybe talk to us after what forty games? Yeah, and that's and that's that's the same thing. When you look at the Jays, and you know, you talk about their their they played well, etc. 
It is a five-game sample. When you look at the Yankees' bullpen, it's a two-game sample. Yeah. So, I mean, hold off on both. I think the Yankees are going to be fine. If I'm betting – And the which, Botox. Yep, I'm betting it, between those two circumstances, the Yankees and the Jays, I'm betting the Yankees' bullpen gets back to normal faster than the Jays keep on yeah. winning everything that is possibly done. Or, that's not going to happen. Or relievers, go out and get some. Yep. I mean, there's some on, on, on street corners. You can find these. Finding bullpen isn't as hard as trying to find that rotation. Now, the Jays starting five, if we all of a sudden start looking at that more or less a wild card scenario. So if you're not in the excellent party that the Yankees are invited to, that the Bo Sox apparently will be invited to, the Houston Astros I would think are invited to that party, Dave, you might be looking at uh, – are we saying Cleveland, once again, should be in that yes, conversation? Yes, absolutely. The invites go out. Yep. But if you're the Blue Jays. Dodgers are that team that's going to be invited to the party. If, if you're going, uh, yeah, yep. sure, uh, think, National League. You think they're staying to the end, but at about 10 o'clock, they look at their watch and have to go. So, oh, so. yeah. <laughs> so so the Blue Jays are who? They're they're in the category of, uh, are the Angels in that category? <sighs> Angels, Angels are ahead of the Blue Jays in that category. The Jays, the Jays are the type of people that... Okay, if you're if you're in a neighborhood, here's a good party scenario. Okay, and and you're you're sitting in house number one. House number one invites houses number two, three, four, and five. The Jays are house number six that is talking to five, and and five starts to bring up this party at one, and the Jays get to see the invite, but they don't get to have an invite. It's tough. I know. Don't be house six. Yeah, that's the moral of this whole story that you have to pay attention to to make it sense don't be house six the jays above 500 below 500 below 500 below 500 yep Th- thus looking at the invite and then you don't get one nope it's the glen gary glen ross <laughs> these are the leads and you don't get them <laughs> the blue jays are jack lemon is that what's happening <laughs> it might be in glen gary glen ross <laughs> you gotta see that movie that baldwin is a star in that thing for that Seven-minute appearance he has is unbelievable. Uh, speaking of unbelievable, I could name off and list a bunch of guys if it came to an in-the-park home run because of the wheels that they have. I, I, I honestly could throw out some names and go, yes, no. <clears throat> Here's a name that I did not think I'd be throwing into that category. Edwin Encarnacion. What? In the park? By the way, this is property of Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Advanced Media. Edwin Encarnacion with a fly ball down the left field line, and it is a fair ball, and it's in. Oh, now he's got to run. And Encarnacion's on his way to third because Upton. Keep running. Late finding it or getting to it. Encarnacion will come around to score. How about that? Dan Schulman calling it. That's a fair ball. That's a fair ball. Here he goes right here. Right here, I'm like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And he does it. Look at that smile. I mean, he's almost hoping maybe it's foul. He's so. That is is crazy. Double E with an in the park. Now, I don't think they're counting on a lot of those necessarily in Cleveland. No, they better not be. (laughs) Now, him getting a a dinger, yeah, I just don't think they want him running uh, or believe that he will make it around the bases at that kind of speed. Good for him. Everyone loves him, though. Remember remember the the scenario uh, a year and a half ago? When Batista and Encarnacion were both free agents, and they were like, "Okay, we can only keep one. Which one are we going to keep? Because yeah, they're both going to melt down at the same time. No, they're not. Um, we're not sure. 
You should be. Um, oh, nuts. Okay, Edwin went over there, so we'll lowball Jose Bautista, who will rocket ship his way down into the gutter the way he played last year on this team. And Edwin will go on to a World Series uh, championship uh, style of play. Uh, should have been there at the end. Houston was better than Cleveland, et cetera, et cetera. But guess what? Cleveland's going to be there again this year, and all it takes is that one series to win. And Edwin will be a huge part of this. Yeah. Jose Bautista, not so much. No, I wouldn't think so. Now, of the names that uh, we felt would be, you know, that you were were looking for. I mean, it's every year you wonder what that story is going to be because there's some years, I'll be honest, in baseball where there are similar names that come up because those are the stars. If you're talking about, you know, whether it's what it can be Harper, I suppose, or, you know, we, we saw what was in town if you were in Toronto when you see uh, Stanton and, and, and Judge. But what about Otani? Like, what is, you know... When when you Darvish comes over, it's mm-hmm. it's a big deal and people are freaking out. But this is a multi-positional uh, player that's literally supposed to be Superman at all these positions. Now spring comes, it's spring training, which is again a even though it seems long when you're a baseball fan, but it's probably a relatively small sample size for a guy who's getting used to <laughs> the North American way of, of playing baseball. Bingo. But the expectations were well, they're almost outrageous. Yep. Um, and, and when you've got to come in, I think, with that kind of pressure, I think there's also the cultural difference. We've seen with a lot of Japanese players uh, that, you know, it may take some time. And sometimes it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. For Otani, so he goes to the mound, and, of course, this is a, this is a guy that they're saying, well, is he the rookie of the year or what? Like, there really isn't a lot of flexibility. This guy is supposed to be a god. Well, he gets to the mound. And I guess you can see its potential. Now, I'm going to show you some highlights from the mound that look great. He gets the win, but he did give up. The final score was 7-4, by the way. It wasn't like he went out and pitched a perfect game, even though I know that's what people are expecting. But for Otani, this was a nice outing. You're going to see him cruise a little bit here. Once again, property of Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Advanced Media. Now the 1-2. Swing and a boost. Down goes Simeon. Now the 0-2. Swing and a miss. There's the 0-2. Now goes Davis. 1-2 to Olsen. Looked like he went around and he did. He got him with that splitter. Shohei's ready. 3-2. Swing and a miss. Down goes Chapman. Down goes Simeon. Strikeout number six. So uh, there he goes. So he's obviously has a ton of tools. Um, you know, he hit 100, I think, a couple times on, yep. the, on the gun. Um, so the potential's there, but again, as we talked about moments ago, you're talking about, you know, an a, a an appearance at, at, on the mound. Like it's five games in, but certainly that potential's you've got to see that it's there. I mean, that's that's why they paid the money. He stunk during training camp, but if that outing is any indication on what he can do, it's going to be fine. He gave up three earned runs, and what happened in that game? Because I watched it. It was on Oakland on Easter Sunday. Uh, he gave up two base runners and then uh, gave up a home run, so it cashed in all three. He looked great. He really did. And he hit he hit 100 multiple times, and a lot of times the movement on the ball and the movement on the speed was fantastic. He was hitting 98, 99, 100, 97, 98, 99, and then he'd go change up in the 80s, which was phenomenal when you drop over 10 kilometers it's an hour. A, it's a great weapon to have if you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think if that's the indication of what the Angels are going to get in there, um, and by the way, the Angels – 
The Angels have a, uh, a graduated six-man rotation. They don't have a five-man rotation. So they're trying something a little bit different to start the year. Uh, he's going to be just fine. Uh, opening day, too, he was hitting in the designated hitter spot. I think it was number seven in the order. He was one for five. I don't really care about the bat. Maybe that comes comes you know, through learning the American game and, and playing in North America and so forth. But the pitching is what's going to make him the money. Uh, and, and right now that was a really good outing against uh, uh, a below average Oakland A's team. Let's not kid ourselves about that because you didn't exactly beat the Astros there. But a win's a win and you don't pick the teams you play against. You you pick the order you are. What do you think of uh, Jaime Garcia? Because again, you know, you've got a whatever your frame of reference is or your context, like you can't probably make it the Jaime Garcia that you saw with the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't, I don't think that's fair. No, I don't think that's fair either. I I think you look at that as he's a, he's a five for a reason. Uh, And, uh, and he's, he's the kind of guy that if, if you can get uh, a quality amount of starts from a fifth starter from him and he's relatively healthy all year, uh, the Jays will, will sign off on anybody that sits there and says, Give me a 500 record and an ERA around four. If that if that's what it is, check marks everywhere because the the top of the rotation is supposed to fill this team out. If they could get 12 wins out of them, which would be amazing, I don't think they could get that. But if they could get okay, let's say nine to ten wins, I think they'd be really really happy with Jaime Garcia and a very underrated name, Jaime. There's not too many Jaimes out there. Well, you know, in, in Spanish. What really one of the names is 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 a Jamie, but people are, oh look at Jaime oh he's not very good. Okay, shut up. I try. Don't call me Jaime. I that's not nice. So yeah. So so nonetheless, six innings, one earned run, struck out seven. If you're if you're showcasing uh, the two pitchers between what Otani did and Garcia did, Garcia did the better numbers. Oh, Tony, he's not so good. He he Japanese. That means as of Japan. Oh, I did not know that. Do you want me to see? Do you want to see me do the face? Um, no, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Who did that? Who was the major league baseball player that did that? Who did he oh, do it shoot, to? I remember. It was in the dugout. Do you remember? That's Rose right. Me? That's right. Hey, don't make, don't say stuff about us. We're just talking about uh, an incident that happened. So don't yell at us. Mm. There was, and then Jose Calderon when he was with Team Spain, he. They, he did the same thing? He did the same thing, yeah, yeah. which I'm not going to do. I'm just no, no, we're just reporting doing. on news because we're journalists, assholes. <sighs> we sound like it, yeah, too. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Oh, speaking of uh, professionalism. Mm. Tell me more. I don't know what's going on in uh, in um, Western Canada. Is, is, is Winnipeg getting the freeze like Calgary? Like, there's my buddy Jerry Forbes. By the way, a shout-out to Jerry. For the first time in, like, 25 years, he's been able to sleep in, like, on a Tuesday. Because he retired officially uh, last week, so uh, great for, uh, for for my buddy. But in seeing him a couple of weeks ago, he said the wor- he'd been there for t- the worst winter he's ever been a part of in the twenty five years. They get snow and it's like minus seventeen. Wow, it's terrible. Wow, I didn't know that in Calgary right now. Yeah, it's garbage. But you know what's funny about Calgary? Tomorrow will be plus ten. Because that's that's the way things work there. Yeah, somewhere. well, they're waiting for the Chinook, but they haven't had one. So uh, let's, let's just go to uh, something that uh, I think you'll, you'll really quite enjoy. It's a lot of work goes into this. Mm. Would you like the weather better if uh, if it was done via what I like to call, Dave, sexy weather girl theater? Okay. And so as we take a look at the screen and have a listen 
For our friends out west, maybe this will warm you up. I was so lonely, home all alone, in front of my fireplace, when suddenly... Hello? Hi. Hi. It's me. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I missed you. I just wanted to phone and say hi, and I was wondering Mm. how cold it is there. Nice day, but ooh, cold. Sunny and a high of minus 23. Tonight, a low of minus 27. So wow. what are you doing to stay warm? Just lying in front of the fireplace. Ooh, on your fur rug. Mm, the faux fur rug. I miss that rug. Mm. I'm up at Lake Louise. Oh. Yeah, actually, you know what? If you get a chance, why don't you hop in the car and come on up and spend a day or two with me? Or a night or two. <laughs> I'm actually up at the spa in the sauna. It's so hot in here. I wish you were here. What are you wearing? Actually, nothing. <laughs> It's, it's it's so hot and steamy. Okay, I'll see you in a couple of hours. Oh. So uh, once again, that's uh, <clears throat> it's uh, minus twenty three. Dave, minus twenty three. Dave, oh, that's cold. Well, traffic. Dave. Current temperatures in Winnipeg minus twelve. Not typically of what the first week of April. No, it's should it's be junk. We need uh, we need better weather. And then I realized too. So so that came off the uh, the old computer there. Uh, yep. Uh, Russell. And, uh, oh, look at this thing now. <laughs> when we did the other thing, I should have uh, should have realized the the, the uh, passion of the Tebow. It came off this, not number four, that I had cranked. That's classy. But then again, <laughs> got to be honest, this isn't exactly a classy show. Oh, look at this thing going on now. Okay, you know what? That does it. Here's what we're doing. Tell me more. Had enough. What? Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. By the way, this movie was on last weekend. You want to go do karate? Was it really? Taped it and watched it again. Thanks for the text. It's time. Kind of movies I always tape. This that movie so often. What am I? I I taped Die Hard too this weekend to watch this week. Watch it a hundred times. It doesn't matter. Oh. You always pretend that like you don't know what the ending's gonna be. Oh, I hope Bruce Bruce Willis wins in the end. (laughs) Thank you. Really do. Yeah. It's like. I can't believe there all these bad things are happening for Steven Seagal. I wonder if he'll get his revenge. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Snap. Let's One of my favorite lines in uh, <laughs> in that brother after they see the promotional video. With yep. The bucket. Um. So what did you think of the presentation? Presentation? You wrecked my fucking boat, you goon. Donald. Massive guest tomorrow. Yeah, Join yeah, us. Yeah, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Ignore the language.